I'm Sue Berman and this is Real Gold. In the Real Gold case this month, we feature a manuscript to coincide with the Jewish holiday of Purim. My colleague, Senior Curator Manuscripts, Dr Natasha Barrett, has been busily working away to better understand this manuscript that has sat undescribed for most of its life at Auckland Libraries. It was thought to have been donated in the late 1800s. The date stamp on the parchment scroll records 1894, but we're not entirely sure by whom. The manuscript is a Megillat Esther, or a scroll of Esther. Megillah means scroll in Hebrew. And it is a short account describing the events of the Purim story. In the narrative, Esther, one of the central characters, is crowned Queen of Persia, and she saves the Jews of the ancient Persian Empire from a plot by Haman to murder them. The scroll is read aloud in synagogues and sometimes also privately in homes during the Festival of Purim, also known as the Festival of Lots. It's held annually on the 14th day of the Hebrew month of Adar, which is usually around March or April. Last year, we hosted a visiting scholar, Sharon Lieberman-Mintz, who is the curator of Jewish art at the Library of the Jewish Theological Seminary and the senior consultant Judaica to Sotheby's New York. She gave her generous assistance for describing and dating the scroll. Here is a recording from the meeting as Sharon shares with the curators from Heritage Collections her view of the scroll. Yeah, so this is the Book of Esther, and it's read on the holiday of Purim, mm. um, uh, which happens kind of around March time, um, and the holiday of Purim celebrates the the, uh, the Jews' um, salvation, <laughs> yes, um, from the plans of evil Haman. Um, according to the biblical Book of Esther, the Jews were supposed to be annihilated, and Esther went before the King Achashverosh or Azuarius, um, and and pleaded her cause, and they were saved. And in celebration of this, um, the Book of Esther is read from a scroll um, on the eve of Purim, because the holidays start at night, and then on the morning, um, and it has to be read from a handwritten scroll. Mm. Uh, and and so we have examples of these handwritten scrolls from the medieval period onward, um, but they're not that many. And by medieval, I say the earliest known dated scroll that we have is. 1479. It's it's quite. Oh, 1483. 1483 mm. is the earliest date. So they're quite late in the scheme mm. of things. Mm. Um, there are a handful, maybe like eight, that are known to be a little bit earlier, maybe 15th century. Um, but most of the scrolls that are still extant are from the 18th and 19th century. And to me, this looks 18th century actually, maybe late 18th century. And it's written in a square Ashkenazic script. Ashkenaz is northern mm. Europe. Mm. Um, what's interesting to me is, do you see this mm. backing here? Yeah. 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 So this is, this is a textile. Mm. And this is a custom. You see, you see and it would have had ribbons attached to it mm. here that are missing. Mm. And this was to preserve it as kind of a wrapper at the edge. Um, and I've only seen that in Dutch scrolls. Mm. So this, to me, when I see this, what I think about is um, something who, someone who knew the tradition from Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where mm -hmm. you see that kind mm -hmm. of an example. And um, 
And that looks original to the scroll over there. And so, you know, they sort of write it and it goes along and we can roll it up a little bit yes, more. And get, yes, another cushion. And it has to be handwritten on parchment and that's, that's definitely what this is. Yeah. And then when it gets to the names of Haman's mm -hmm. ten sons, they're written in a single line. And that's what you're looking at here. Um, Often when you see these scrolls um, illustrated, um, you they open up to here because it's always quite decorative. Mm -hmm. And I'd just like to roll it to the end. I mean, this this sort of looks original. The, 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 we call these the rollers. Right there. And we don't have anything on the back, which is just a shame. So the thing is that there's a rabbinic um, um, discussion about whether or not you are allowed to add any extra text. Torah scrolls, you're not allowed to add even one extra letter. Mm -hmm. You add one extra letter on Torah scrolls, it's considered pasul. It's not allowed for ritual use. The rabbis were debating, does uh, Esther scrolls have the same sanctity as a Torah scroll? And they, and they disagreed. Rabbis disagreed, mm -hmm. and some said, yes, it has the same, the, the reason that they thought it might not have the same sanctity as a Torah scroll is because God's name isn't mentioned in Esther scrolls, mm -hmm. so they felt it was one level lower of sanctity. Some Rabbis said that you could put extra text on, which would include, let's say, the blessings, or maybe the name of the scribe who made it, or like because they're sep they're unusual blessings that are said beforehand. Mm -hmm. Not unusual, but just we say them only twice a year, you know, on the, on the day of Purim, evening and morning. So sometimes they're included on the front, and some rabbis said, no, you can't put anything extra on. And because the majority of rabbis ruled that you can't put any extra text on, um, we don't get colophons or, you know, like mm -hmm. dates, the, the dates of... Uh, mm -hmm. In many of them. Mm. Some of them do, which is why I was looking till the end. Mm. Um, does the fact that there are stamps hmm? mean that it's an issue with it? No, no, it actually, what, what would affect it is if all the letters are present. So, like, if someone ever wanted to use this and ask if it was ritually kosher, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. you would, like, have a scribe see if every letter is still there or if it's been maybe abraded or something, in which case they'd go over it. They wouldn't go over this. So we learned that the scroll and display is over 200 years old. It features a protective textile edge or wrapper, which is typical of Esther scrolls created in Holland or by someone with a knowledge of Dutch traditions. The scroll reel appears to be original, and this is generally a fine example of a Megillah Esther. We of course would love to discover the provenance of this scroll, how it came into Auckland Library's collection. I wonder if it might have come via the Kiesing family, an early Jewish family with Dutch origin, that settled in Auckland in the early 1840s. Henry Kiesing was an associate of George Gray, who had an interest in Hebrew manuscripts. Perhaps Keating's estate was convinced to donate the scroll on his passing in 1879 to the newly established Auckland Public Library, alongside the Gray Collection. Once again, we invite you to come into Tamaki Pataka Kōrero, the Central City Library, Level 2 Heritage Collections Reading Room, to this month view the Megillah Esther. We wish the Jewish community Chag Sameach Purim, Happy Purim Holidays. Mm -hmm.